the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Thank you so much for tuning in to this show of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you today to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. In this show, I'm very excited about this show, we're going to talk about the Sabbath. The Sabbath. I grew up as a church-going kid, and I can remember driving to the, riding in the back seat, I guess, with my parents to church and my sister, and we would go to Sunday school, and then we would attend the church service, and children would be dismissed to go to kids' church, and I did this every single week. We were the type of family that if the church was open, we were there. So we just made this routine of being in the church. But I just explained the Sundays where we went to Sunday school, we went to church, we went to children's church, kids' church. It, with the same rhythm and the same routine, when we got home, we ate a big lunch together, a dinner together. Oftentimes it was a roast in the crock pot. I can smell my mom's cooking right now. It smells so good. But what we would do is it was like this requirement. We would all take a nap. So my parents would go to their room. I would go to my room. My sister would go to her room. And we would take a Sunday afternoon nap. Now, I grew a little older, and my parents didn't require that I napped. But what they did require is I had some quiet time. So for me, my quiet time was laying on the couch, watching the Bears, and hopefully getting a glimpse of the Cowboys as my two childhood teams. But I would have some quiet time and just sort of relax. I didn't have a lot of responsibilities. So this is what I would do. And, and, and I got old enough that I could drive myself and got old enough that I could get a job. And, and that's what I did. I got a job and I worked at a grocery store. I actually didn't ask my parents about this, but just in the responsiveness of how I grew up, when I got my job, I told the, the grocery store that I could not work Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights was our youth group, and I could not work on Sundays. Uh, and, and actually, when, when uh, things kind of settled, I ended up working a few Sunday evenings. Uh, but that said, I set this practice of not going to work on a, on a Sunday. And, and why is that? Is that just the way that my parents brought me up? Well, that plays into it. But the reason they brought me up this way is this idea of the Sabbath. Just as a point of introduction, you might ask, what actually is the Sabbath? I mean, we read 
It's one of the commandments. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And, you know, I'm fourth generation church. Um, I, if there's something I should know, it's the, the, the Ten Commandments. It's, it's the Sabbath. But, but just like everyone here, th- this has been a struggle in my life. So what is the Sabbath? Sabbath includes rest, and we'll talk about that in today's show. But Sabbath also includes an attitude of worship, where we not only just take a break to do nothing, but we set aside margin in our life so we can give honor to God. Part of how we honor God is this rhythm of Sabbath rest. See, Sabbath does give rest. Sabbath does afford opportunity for us to worship. But the Sabbath also has our best interest in mind. In fact, I might repeat this later, but the Bible says that the Sabbath was uh, made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath. So it's a gift to humankind. So the Sabbath rest, as we talk about this today, I want you to think of it like this. Sabbath is a, a, a margin of rest, so we can dedicate our attention to God. Let me talk to you a minute. I'm also a full-time pastor. My struggle uh, to practice Sabbath as a pastor is real. And if there are other pastors listening to this, you'll identify with this. It's hard to practice our Sabbath on a Sunday because we get up and we we spiritually prepare for the day. We go in early. We Uh, fulfill a number of responsibilities. We make sure that however many services that we're running on Sunday morning happen. Usually we are the main speakers and, and it is a full day of work. So it's a struggle for me to think like that, that, that Sunday can always be my Sabbath that I dedicate just to worship with God. But I, I try to enjoy that with our church. But what I've done is I've tried to dedicate a different day of the week that I could set aside as a Sabbath so I can have a rhythm of Sabbath dedicating it to, to the Lord. And you might say, well, that's not on a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, but remember, the Sabbath was made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath. So this principle, this biblical principle can be applied even in your life, pastors, if you think about it like that. But I want you to, to, to just hear my, my tension with this topic. I walked into a doctoral class as a student, and when I walked in, you know, I, I, I thought, as I had already mentioned, that I should have a pretty good handle on the Ten Commandments, the Sabbath being one of them. What I learned in this particular class, as I'm, I'm going through this class, I learned that, that I had a real struggle with Sabbath. I'm also a musician, and saying that, I am aware of this definition of rhythm. Rhythm is a repeated sequence of sound. Well, when I was in this doctoral class, what God spoke to me was, Mike, you don't have a repeated rhythm of Sabbath. And I thought about that. I didn't have a repeated rhythm of Sabbath. So what in the world was I doing? Now I'm going to be candid with you. You're my audience. I trust you. You're listening in. But I was treating Sabbath as if it were like a pill in the medicine cabinet in the bathroom. I would run so hard and get so tired, then I would go and take an emergency Sabbath pill, so to speak. 
and I would take that pill and and then I would recover, if you will, but I wouldn't change my behavior. What I learned in that class is just God spoke to me. It wasn't revolutionary, but I was reminded that I needed this regular rhythm, this rhythm of Sabbath that, that provides rest, that is for my benefit, that helps me focus my worship and attention to God. And so I am working on continually this endeavor of honoring God with a Sabbath. Now, what this means is I'm, I've got to repace myself. Right now you're listening to your discipleship coach. I'm Michael Smith, your host. And we're talking today about the Sabbath. And after sharing a few stories, I want to just talk just for a moment about the tension that lies as we think about Sabbath with, with our world today. There is such a drive in the American culture and in many cultures in the world, but I, I know of the American culture. There is a drive to succeed. Think about it like this. Computer software, apps on your phone, websites, many different resources and tools uh, are available to all of us so we can organize our day and our life so we could track and keep tabs on certain details in our life and our commitments. These tools are available so we can schedule activity. And, and the goal is not only not to miss something, but the goal is so we can maximize our potential. So we have this, this, uh, these tools to organize our life in a fast paced world. There's an author that I recently read from. Her name is Gail Johnson. And here's something that she said that just uh, was, was powerful to me. We think our tireless efforts are what will make us successful, but what they actually do is make us sick. I, th- I thought, my goodness, I was sort of reading through this book kind of quickly, and I read that sentence, and I just stopped. And I thought, so much of our lives are centered around busyness. And we think the busier we are, the more successful we will be, the better reputation that we will have. And the end result is busyness oftentimes can lead to sickness and illness and stress. And so this idea of busyness can, can be overcome with a rhythm of worship that we call Sabbath. It's not just to avoid being busy but it's to engage relationally with a created creative god that we can know him and we can be known by him so we dedicate our our time to knowing god i want to leave us with another thought here before we go to the break and 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 it's again about this idea of pace another author alan fadling writes this slowing down inside is crucial to spiritual health and productive leadership. I'll say it again. Slowing down inside is crucial to both spiritual health and productive leadership. This countercultural thought emerges as a biblical principle. And, and what we're thinking is this. When we slow down with God, when we take time to care for our soul, when we align our thoughts our hopes, our dreams, our intentions with the word of God. We spend time in prayer with the Lord. We walk with him. That's when we find spiritual health. 
that's when we find productive leadership. So we're talking about the Sabbath. We're going to get into some practices in the second half of the show. We're going to kick off the next segment talking about mindfulness and breath prayer. You're not going to want to miss that. We're looking forward to a great second half of the show. Thanks for listening right now. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Thanks for listening. You're listening to us on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. Thank you for staying tuned in to Your Discipleship Coach. I am your host, Michael Smith. I'm partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life, and we are continuing to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Here on the show, we're talking about the Sabbath, and what I wanted to do is just spend a second and continue the conversation with this idea of, of what has become a popular a popularized concept in, in our world. It's called mindfulness. Now, I want you to hold with me just for a moment. You might know something about mindfulness. Corporations and businesses are practicing mindfulness, and some of mindfulness um, has been uh, curious, maybe has an attachment to Eastern religion. Uh, so I want you just to hold tight for a minute when I talk through this, because I believe that there's a truth here that you're going to grab onto. See, mindfulness is this teaching that you need to be present in, a, in the moment, So you shut everything out and you're present in the moment. Mindfulness continues to teach that you should completely empty your your mind, your thoughts, release uh, the thinking and not be hijacked by the busyness of life. And then mindfulness also considers whatever crosses your mind in this liberated space, you should not have any judgment now, this mindfulness is, is a, of intrigue and it's practiced, but I think that it's incomplete. As Christ followers, we can practice mindfulness, but we can't stop where I just uh, did in my description. So when we practice mindfulness as a believer, a follower of Christ, Christian, we do want to remain present in the moment. We do want to empty ourselves of the clutter of our life and not pass judgment. But it can't stop there. See, Christian mindfulness includes the emptying, but it also includes a refilling. So we empty our minds and our thoughts so we can fill them again with the things of the Lord, with with scriptures, with, with the truth of God's character. And one of the ways to practice mindfulness is by practicing what, what I call breath prayer. Breath prayer is a way that you could sort of just take a moment and, and you breathe in. And then you exhale and you breathe out. When you breathe in, you start breathing in the attributes of who God is to you. Breathing in. He is my hope. He is my peace. And then breathing out, releasing the stresses of your life. I surrender my busyness. And just that sort of mindful breath prayer will help you just eliminate the hurry in your life and grab onto the presence of God. Now that's sort of... Uh, related to this idea of Sabbath, where what we're doing is we are eliminating the, the, the rush of life, the busyness of life, so we can rest and worship our God. 
I mentioned Gail Johnson in the first half of the show. I'm going to write, read something else that she wrote. Listen to this. Our faith journey is not so much that we invite God into our lives as much as we accept God's invitation into his. So what we want to do when we are mindful or when we are Sabbathing is not to say, God, come to my life. God, come to to my perspective. But what we do want to do is accept his invitation to come into his world, into his line of thinking, into his activity, into his mission. One of the ways that we can, can Sabbath and, and and add some rhythm of this style of rest and worship in our lives is through the disciplines of silence and solitude. These are not new words to me, but they are relatively new practices of mine. Finding a place to have some silence and a place to have solitude. My wife does well. Every day, if she can find about 30 to 60 minutes to sit in a blue chair in our bedroom, read a book, possibly doze off just for a little bit, that that 30 to 60 minutes really frames a positive outlook for the entire evening and into the next day. It's it's that little illustration that that I want you to think about when I describe silence and solitude. See, think about that mindful prayer, that breath prayer that I just talked about. Here's one of the ways that you can practice solitude and silence in a busy world is just have a mindful prayer in the morning when you wake up. It takes about 60 seconds to start this off and just take one minute for mindful prayer just to be focused on God. This, this Sabbath idea of, of solitude can be repeated in the middle of the day, right as you're leaving for your lunch break. Maybe just take a 60 seconds and just breathe in the attributes of God and breathe out the stresses and releases, release the, the things that have bombarded your life that day. I also like to take about one minute and, and spend just some silence, maybe with breath prayer, Maybe just some mindful silence with God before I go to bed. Our minds race and replay the day. But if we could just take a moment, a segment of time and focus on God, we can be mindful of him. And, and, and the idea is that would play into restful sleep. So, so I just want you to think about how you can use mindful prayer to find silence and solitude. You know, another way that you can practice silence and solitude might be more than just these couple of minutes in a day. One of the ways that I would encourage you to practice silence and, and solitude is to walk alone somewhere. Just find a deliberate opportunity to walk somewhere. What in the world am I talking about? So when you go to the store, a lot of times people are praying, and it's almost funny that, that, that you're praying for the, the closest parking spot to the door. Well, maybe, just maybe, you should park in the farthest parking spot away from the door and spend the time walking from your car to the front door, just reflecting on God and his goodness. As you walk through that parking lot, as you, you breathe in the fresh air of the day, as you, as you just do that, just to focus on God. Or maybe, maybe you could take your lunch break and, and go outside of your office building if you work in an office and just take a lap or two 
around the building just to be alone. I can remember there's a particular time I was pastoring at a, at a church in Ohio, and I oftentimes walked out of my office and did laps around the parking lot just to have some alone time with God. For you, maybe you could do this in your, your neighborhood. You can can walk your neighborhood just to be alone with God. The idea is this, that we reflect on who God is, that we spend time alone with him. This idea of a Sabbath, we've talked about it at the beginning of the show, is, is a day of setting aside for God that you can rest but worship him. But these Sabbath rhythms are these uh, supports to that sort of commitment. Our idea is to reflect and to be alone with God. So mindful prayer, take a walk. Another one is, is to simply dedicate a day, a Sabbath day. And you might be a pastor. This might be difficult to do on Sunday. Maybe you're not a pastor. Maybe Sunday's the best day. I recommend starting there if you can. But every single week, find a day that you can set aside. Set aside as a Sabbath unto God where, where you actually rest. Set aside a Sabbath where you actually minimize or take no commitments. Set, set aside a day where you can reflect on the goodness of God. Things that you could do on a Sabbath might, might include spending some time with family. I mean, yes, reflect on God, read the scriptures, pray, but engage with your family as you take a Sabbath rest. Another thing that you could do is find something that, that gives you life, that's not work for you, but you can engage in. Engage in something that's not work, but is invigorating for you, and, and not just inspiring and in, invigorating to you, but helps you connect with God. Remember I said this, Sabbath was not made for the man, but man for the Sabbath, Mark two twenty. So I want us to think about this. Find a time that we can have some mindful prayer in the morning, in the middle of the day, and right before bed. Set aside some time to take a walk where you can, can focus on God and reflect on his goodness. Maybe it's from the farthest spot away from the door at a store and you walk a parking lot. We can also set aside an entire day to Sabbath rest and worship before God where we're not taking commitments, but we're reflecting on the goodness of of God. Hey, I don't know if you've thought about taking some coaching or receiving some coaching, but if you've ever thought about that, I want you to visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Right on that webpage, we have a free coaching readiness questionnaire. You could take that questionnaire, answer a few questions, and we'll get back to you and we will offer some coaching to you. We'd love to partner with you, our listeners, and engage in this kind of relationship. Also, I just want to ask that if you're listening to the show, jump on yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Click the links to follow us on social media. Hey, this has been an enjoyable conversation with you today. I am Michael Smith, your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Our conversation is about applying biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. As always, thank you for listening. I'm praying for you. God bless you. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. 
Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.